All right, everybody, welcome back. This is a brand spanking new year of 2022. Thank you for hanging in there, everybody. We're at the threshold of something new and hopefully beautiful and better. Welcome back to this moment. Year three, our third year, year in three. existence. Your transatlantic bridge connecting Stockholm, Sweden to Harlem, USA. And as always, I'm Jason Diakite here with my brother, chef, co-host. Can we also say game show ace and new darling of the Swedish people, my man, Marcus Samuelson. How you doing, Marcus? Well, I have to say, <laughs> looking at where you're at right now, it's just like, gold, 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 gold. Fala putin, yeah, Jason, fala by la funk. <laughs> yeah, man. I am sitting in uh, about 200 kilometers northeast of Rio in, uh, on a peninsula called Buzios in Brazil. Yeah, Buzio, yeah. Nice. Buzios, you know it, you know it. Yes. So I'm in the small bay of Ferradura. I'll give you a little quick touch of what I'm looking out at right here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. sorry. I'm sorry, Marcus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, to all you, to all, to all our uh, listeners and uh, to all my co-hosts that are in the Northern Hemisphere, I'm sorry, guys, but it is summertime here. And one thing that strikes me about Brazil and Brazilians uh, is that, like, they know how to relax and enjoy oh, yeah. life. Like, oh, it's yeah. really, to me, this is like, it's my first time here. It's like a mix of, I don't know, Barcelona, uh, Johannesburg, uh, and some maybe some, uh, I've never been to Ibiza, but maybe a, a bit of that. Like, people, people spend, like, whole families spend their whole days on the beach. You buy all the, you know, you have the little vendors, like one vendor is walking around selling oysters. Somebody else is bringing grilled shrimp. Somebody else is walking around with a little uh, oven with hot coals and like grilling cheese or corn for you right then and there. Beach culture is like you live your life on the beach, totally, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's full there's full soccer leagues only on the beach. And I would say uh, one of the coolest things you can do when you're in Brazil is actually go and watch a game because it's not just about the game. It's not just about the 22 guys running around. It's the vibe. It's the samba. It's the bala funk on the side. <laughs> it's the way to communicate with the referee. And obviously this is done on the beach with no shoes or, you know, it's just like beach life. But also music-wise, I mean, Brazil, the, the places that you picked are pretty incredible that you nailed those because Brazil is all of that, right? You have the Amazon in the backdrop, right? But then you also have, you know, Brazil was the largest um, uh, sort of... Um, Largest player in the slave trade, right? Yeah, yeah. So received have, the most, or, or, or the, the most, the, received the most slaves, right? Enslaved mm -hmm. people from Africa. So that's impacted. Obviously also, you have the, the shortest shot between, like, the most western coast of uh, of Africa. So, like, right off the coast of Senegal, straight across to Bahia, you know, in in Brazil. It was the shortest distance across the Atlantic. But, but it's really fascinating with Brazil because you have so many different cultures. If you go down toward of to south of uh, Rio and you go down to Porto Alegre, there it's, very, it's a German culture, right? It's German and it's been there since the 1800s. And then you go to the Amazon culture and then you have in Sao Paulo, you have the largest Japanese population outside right, right. Uh, Japan. Japan. So you have that. Yeah. So, and then, you and then of course, Italian. you go to Salvador and it's, yeah. you know, the African Africa. diasporic population. 
And, and that's also and that's, why you have so much music and food that is very different that you only find in, in Brazil, for example. There's a lot of street food, you know, um, people eat uh, this kind of like yogurt thing on the street with assay bowls and stuff, stuff like that. I don't think I've had any meal that has not contained lime and coconut. Okay. It's in it's in it's in the drinks. It's in the the fish, the chicken, the uh, uh, you know. It's just it's ubiquitous. It. Yeah, well, just like yeah. my grandfather said, it's not a full meal unless there's potatoes on the table, right? So it's the yeah, same as well, <laughs> in old school. And I yeah. was like, what? <laughs> and, <No>. it, it, <laughs> and, and there's some beautiful things here that I noticed, right? Because we we obviously spent New Year's here, which was beautiful. Because uh, weather in Stockholm is not great. Besides. Uh, we'll get to that, you know, but the virus is, of course, uh, is hitting hard everywhere. So uh, we just managed to get here um, over New Year's, and they do a beautiful thing for New Year's. I don't know if you've spent New Year's here, Marcus. I have. But everybody, everybody dresses in white, yeah. and that, to me, also uh, is a connection point to Africa. Yeah. Uh, I feel that that's very much uh, something that was brought with uh, with enslaved people from Africa here. So everybody dresses in white, and then... Uh, after the uh, and everybody goes down to the beach, like whole families, even though it's the middle of the night. And the first, you're supposed to hop the first seven waves after mm. the stroke of midnight. You hop the first seven waves and yeah. you make seven wishes for each wave that you hop. Uh, and uh, some people light candles, they bring flowers. You know, I think it's also a time to kind of think about your um, your ancestors and so forth. So it, it feels like there are these strong connection points to Africa. Mm-hmm. In that sense, it really reminds me of Cuba, oh, yeah, where they yeah, also yeah. have this, you know, Cuba, for example, on a Sunday, you'll see a lot of people dressed in white. There is that natural connection to the, to the ancestral yeah. and, of course, to the drum. They have the little hand drum called the pandeiro. The drum, the ancestors, yeah. uh, the eating of the, like, the manioc and uh, tapioca, uh, basically also having a lot of the fruits and veggies available here that were also available mm-hmm. in, in Africa. Uh, it seems very close culturally. Yeah. Or, there, or the, there are several like connection points. No, especially the part say. where you are right now. I mean, my, I've, been, I've been cooking in Brazil many times, but also my favorite mm. trip to Brazil was actually with our dear friend Teddy Goitam. He was doing a documentary in this amazing um, musician, Mr. Catra. So he traveled all over Brazil and we were just hanging out with him. And um, uh, as Mr. Catra was in jail and he was, he was producing music still while in jail. And uh, I was just lucky to, you know, basically carry Teddy's camera and just follow him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just seeing we were deep in the favelas and deep, you know, we were just going everywhere where Mr. Catra went when he came in and out. And um, it was a beautiful documentary, you know, that, that, uh, that Teddy produced in, in Brazil. And it was just shout nice out to, to Teddy, see the other side. Shout out to... Uh, uh, Afropedia, mm-hmm. to Stocktown, you know, yes. Teddy Goitem, for those of you who know, you know, for those of you who don't know, yep. Teddy Goitem is one of the foremost kind of curators of, I would say, of diasporic creative yes. uh, uh, expressions, like, in the world, or that yeah. I ever, that I know of, uh, yeah. and a fantastic filmmaker as well. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You know, I think 2022, right? One of my favorite things going into the new year is like, you know, it's like, wow. There is this plural things of opportunity, what to do and what to know and things like that, right? And what to learn, right? There's all these creative possibilities. And I always get that sort of amped up. Uh, I, I take that break between December and January. And then towards beginning of like just Jan 2nd, I start to think about, okay, what is this year going to be about? And it's also fascinating, just on a lighter note, there will always be a dance or a word that no one of us knew beginning of the year that becomes like, and everybody's going to know it, right? Sometimes, you know, like the last two years, obviously been a lot of those words been around Corona and the pandemic, right? Uh, they've been mispronounced, Omicron, all of these things, right? But like within a week, the world knows about it, right? But, you know, for us, it's a very special year, Jason, because about love, right? We, I'm about two, three weeks out from having Miss Grace coming to our family. You're a couple of months out from having your second child coming into your family, right? And I thought about this thing with love and, and, and a child is so interesting because this person you never met, the second you meet her or him, it's like they're always been within your life, right? That second, boom. And, you know, it's an interesting perspective being two weeks out, three weeks out, right? And then three weeks from now, this person has been everything has changed. Forever. Yeah. Everything has yeah. changed, yeah. and yeah. it's yeah. both going to happen to us within just a couple of months. So I do think our twenty twos is pretty much set. And here's my list, actually. So we're both going to be sleep deprived around the same time, mm -hmm. right? Oh yes, oh yes. We're both yep. going to be cursing and like, damn, I'm tired around the same time. So that that's going to be super. We both going to and pl plus we're going to have this new of of uh, you know you have Zion. He's turning six this year, yeah, right? Six this year, yeah. Zion is turning six this year. Maxime is turning four. Yeah. So it's juggling that yeah. balance of like the relationship between Zion and Grace and yeah. Maxime and little you know we're going to call him either Solomon or Francis or both. Yes. You know. Um, yes. And that and all of a sudden all of a sudden in our families there's now going to be the same amount of kids as there's yeah. going to be grown-ups, you know, yeah. whereas before it's been one kid, two grown-ups. Now the, the, the kids are taking over. It's 50-50 mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to it. And just like you say, I know like when we talk in May, we're going to be sleep deprived, mm -hmm. uh, tired, but also uh, that's the one thing I'll say about parenting is that it, I love it. It's in a way uh, a simpler life than, you know, our own kind of, creative lives and the goals and vision and dreams that we have and how we work towards it. Because you wake up in the morning, you have one kid soon to have two. It's not like you have to think about, okay, what do I have to do today? You know, mm -hmm. you wake mm -hmm. up and you know, okay, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's breakfast, then it's getting dressed, then it's, you know, brushing the teeth, then uh, uh, going out, going to school, you know, it's like, bam, 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 bam. It's not about us anymore. Yeah. And I think yeah. this year it's going to be even less about us. Yes. You know?
But I, I also think for me, the year of 22 is going to be the year about new because of we're starting with grace, right? And then also creatively, I'm kind of where you were last year. You put out a new album. I'm going to put out, I'm going to do a new restaurant. And then eventually I'm going to start actually on my new book. And I have it kind of framed out where I want it to be around black and BIPOC culture in terms of sustainability, right? And for me, it's always around the kids anyway, because I'm trying to create content where I, the way I want the world to look like for Grace and Zion, right? So black, black and, and BIPOC culture has created so much of the sustain, sustainable trends. But when you think about sustainability, we very often not talked about it from that point of view, right? So very often the grains come from our culture. You know, take a simple thing. You're in Brazil right now, coconut water, right? On every corner you can get co fresh coconut and there's somebody, that doesn't mean you go to the store. That means that somebody's chucking up a fresh coconut. For somebody you, right? knows where there's some trees. They're yes. getting it directly from the tree. They're chopping it up with the yes. machete. I but usually yes. have like, uh, after my... Uh, Last time I was in Ethiopia and we were up in the Simeon Mountains and mm -hmm. uh, uh, trekking, you know, in, the, in this beautiful, like one of the most beautiful landscapes I've seen uh, of all the places I've traveled to. Anyway, trekking through, we came to this village. Uh, we asked them if we could have some coffee and they were like, yeah, mm -hmm. sure. And it was, <laughs> it was funny because, you know, this village, it looked like uh, it could have been 200 years ago. It could have been 400 years mm -hmm. ago. But this was 2015, we were there, and it was the most hipster coffee that I've had, yeah. but also the most traditional because they brought the raw beans mm -hmm. that obviously had been farmed in mm -hmm. or around this village. They brought the raw beans, she threw them on the, um, mm -hmm. uh, the woman threw them on the open fire on a, yeah. on a hot plate. Uh, she roasted, first she washed them really yeah. thoroughly, washed them, then roasted them, then put them in this, that was the most impressive thing, put yeah. them in this small mortal mortar yeah. with a, a small opening and she had the pistol and she was like boom not yeah. missing once like yeah, like yeah, this yeah. she she ground the beans and then boiled the uh, you know boiled the water cooked the yeah. coffee served us the coffee yeah. so it's really like you know that cup you can't get that cup in Freshly Auckland or in Tokyo or in LA it no. was this is like this is like the next level hipster, yeah. you know? But, but it's fascinating whether it's the butter in the coffee or whether it's the coconut water, right? Because we still go back to those two cultures. But the minute you want to buy coconut water in, in Stockholm or in New York City, there is a brand associated with it. And the indigenous culture is very... And the indigenous culture is very often removed from it, right? So I want my book really to explore you know, healthy and indigenous culture um, uh, and and how it's related, how so much of it started with these places and cultures and why is it? I mean, you think about, you, you think about uh, 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 just uh, a, a plant like coffee that, you know, you, you come to, we both grew up in Sweden, Marcus. I don't know of many countries where coffee is as loved as it is in Sweden. At the same time, what many Swedes are not aware of, I would even dare say a majority are not aware of, is that coffee actually comes from Ethiopia originally. Mm -hmm. and, and also the way coffee is, be, like for example, if I drink a cup of coffee in Sweden, I'm having it with some milk, you know? Yeah. Either, uh, either some plant milk or just like some cow's milk or whatever, like a cappuccino or something. When I drink coffee in Ethiopia, you don't need any milk. No. Why? Because no. the coffee is not acidic. Yeah. Because it's so fresh, 
These are not beans that have been sitting two years in a warehouse, uh, yeah. then waiting to be packaged and put in the uh, in the store. It's uh, and, and a whole also, different fermentation process. Yeah. It's like it's like when you buy. Um, it's if you've if you've ever had uh, Peruvian chocolate, you know, yeah. you can have something that's 80, 85 uh, percent cocoa. Like if you have something that's 80, 85 percent in the West, it's going to taste quite bitter, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of the fermentation and the freshness yeah. of the beans, when you eat 85 percent Peruvian chocolate, it's not bitter. It doesn't no, have also- that. Uh, it's also the the why, right? Like it's also you know uh, most of the coffee in Sweden comes from either Brazil or Colombia. We have a little bit of Ethiopian in Sweden, but it's also like the way we drink it in Ethiopia. We drink basically a macchiato shot. That that's as much as you drink, and you might you know no milk. Some places they put butter into it, but it's a very small shot, and you do it maybe once, maybe twice a day. So we we the way we perceive our coffee cultures uh, in the West versus where in 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 other places just vastly different, right? But but so so coffee is a great example. Grains is a great example. So there's a lot of indigenous. But I just love that about a new year, right? Like it's like what this it's going to be election year uh, in, in many places in 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 midterms in the United States. Here in Brazil for vacation, I totally forgot that it was actually an election year. It was yeah. right off my radar. You put it right back there. Yeah, no. There's the today. there's the push and pull between groups and beliefs and truths uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that I'm sure is going to go on into 22. Um, yeah, the, the, we we will never all be on the same page all the time, and it would be boring if we would be. But you know what? You and I are going to miss a lot of it because Francis and Grace will take so much of that time, so we'll miss out exactly. on the side. More life, see so This is the year. 2022 definitely is the year for us of more life. And yes. also, I'm wondering, I think I, I if I just were to pull out my crystal ball for a second, I think we're going to get a phone call in a few months uh, from Swedish television asking if we want to go back on uh, Pospoirat. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 100% certain of it. If there's one prediction know. I want to make, it's t- two predictions we know are certain this year is that we're not going to sleep as much as we did 2021 yes. and that we're definitely going to get the call if we want to go on Pospoirat again. Okay, good, good, good. What do you I think, w- Marcus? Uh, maybe I would love to yeah, have so, yeah. much fun, so, so much fun with you and it was just like gr- amazing to to be there, uh, especially in GBG. Shout out to Gothenburg, shout out to Gberg. Uh, I had a question for you. Have you, you just did an album, you just poured out all of this music. When when you're gone, now you're in Brazil and then on the plane back, sort of, when does the process for you, does it start with, I'm going to just start writing again? Or does it start like, oh, I need to go in the studio? Or when does the sort of, because it was a long gap. It was a seven-year gap between Seven-year gap, yeah. 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 So how does your creative process look like? Do you start by doing some touring again? Or how do you actually sort of get back into sort of in a mid-year for you? How does that work? I've been thinking a bit about what what I want my creative uh, output to look like. I have two... Uh, book projects that I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, one that's that will be complete. Well, both of them will be completed within uh, before June. Also, the big thing for me, 2022, just uh, work-wise, is that 
June June 6th, June 6th, I'm finally bringing a drop of midnight to Harlem. Uh, It's opening at Harlem stage. This has been a long time coming. You know, as you know, Marcus, it was supposed to open uh, March 30th, 2020. But for reasons that are all too familiar for everyone, it was postponed and then postponed and then postponed again. And now we have a date, which is June 6th. So I'm actually, uh, as soon as I get back from Brazil, I'm uh, going into rehearsals. So it's uh, basically starting to, I have about a good 38 to 40 pages of text that I have to uh, kind of feed into, uh, that I have to just like put into my head so that I know it backwards and forwards. So I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be fine-tuning the the music, the visual backdrop for the stage mm-hmm. performance and just working on getting everything really ready. Uh, and then at the same time, you know, uh, young Solomon Francis uh, is going mm-hmm. is gonna, to is gonna pop out and, and make sure that the family's okay. And then um, by mid-May, come to New York and start yeah. uh, doing the rehearsals there together with the band, with the Rockin' Walker project, uh, myself, Eric Yachba, the composer, uh, uh, Jonathan, our fantastic director, and all the people at Harlem Stage, and then make it happen, you know, before yeah. the summer. You will. It's great. It's two things to that. First, you're doing it on the Swedish National Day, which I think is, you know, interesting. And then also for our audience, you, you know, there's a couple of sort of iconic stages in, in Harlem. Everyone knows Apollo Theater, which Jason has performed in as well um, about 10 years ago. So, but Harlem stage for musicians and for creative, for theater, for so many different people is, is, is equally iconic and respected in the industry. It's very often where great musicians come and do, and do residencies, Christian do Scott, residency. you know, it's like they've had a lot of great people come through. Uh, Robert Glasper did incredible. Glasper, you know, Nona Hendrix. And, and it's a place where like, you know, within the industry of creatives, everyone knows Harlem stage. And it also sits on the campus of City College, which is this beautiful campus in this huge, big part of Harlem. You know, people might know Columbia University, but. City College has always sort of have a very important part, uh, both for intellectual, but also students and driving just sort of like conversation and dialogue in Harlem. So it's, it's hard to quantitize sort of in a Swedish way, but I'm not sure any other Swedish artist has ever performed at the Harlem stage. I could be wrong about I, I, that. I'm, I'm, no, you're, you're entirely right, Marcus. I'm actually the first non-American or uh, foreign uh, artist in residence uh, wow. that will be there. I see kind of a drop of midnight and we're doing a one week run. It will be eight performances starting mm-hmm. on June 6th. And then uh, I'm celebrating 20 years of playing together with my band, Damn. Nice. So we're gearing up to do like kind of a, uh, what do you call it? Like a review of these mm-hmm. past 20 years. I, right. I can't believe that it's already been 20 years. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. We, we, uh, you know, the, a lot of energy goes into the rehearsals. And rehearsals is actually my favorite part of, of stage performing. Because when you're in rehearsals, the material is already done. Uh, there's no like audience. There's no, uh, yeah. uh, you don't have to worry about making mistakes. You can play mm-hmm. around. You can find new ways of uh, expressing. You can fine tune the material. And then, so 
I generally try to spend as much time as possible in rehearsals. And then once you're done rehearsing, then you have this uh, body of work, this mm -hmm. 60 minute or 90 minutes or, you know, of, of, of uh, material for the stage. And then once you have that, you just want to take it to as many stages as yeah. possible. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We've been hit by a one, two, three punch constantly with this, with the virus, right? But yet, as creatives, we continue, and it's not just us as creatives, all people, whether you work in a company or you are a stand-up comedian or whether you're a writer, we start as humans. We start each year almost like the... Pandemic is not existing. We're still doing it. And then we're moving the dates. And that's one of the things as humans, we get hit with information so much. We all get in our phones and it's constantly bombarded with important information, but also overwhelmed with negative information. 
Yet, all of us trying to figure out how to make the best uh, for us and our families and our community. And I, I feel like we have to find, in this moment, we have to find those voices, those stories, those Black BIPOC stories that does that and amplifying them so we as as people can go and support those places, right? Because we just get, if you turn on the TV, you know it's today, it's the next five days is going to be all about the insurrection and super important, right? And it's all about the the record setting of how many people got the virus infected. And for me, it's like, it's not a record setting like the Olympics. It's horrible, right? This is not It's not good. just stats. It's, it's, yeah. it's actually human lives, yeah. And it's also like, the people that, you know, the platform that sent you this information, they're competing. So they want their headlines to be stronger, stronger. And you just get bombarded this super important information. I'm not saying it's not important, but it's heavy, right? For me, it's more like we got to be this string of light and still fight. I mean, every day I wake up, I'm like, I'm going to be positive today. I'm going to do something positive out there for myself, for my family, for my community. And it, it, it's hard some days, right? It's really, really hard, but it's like, no. And with you have to, because it's the only way to go on. Because if the other side- Yeah, and it works so, both ways. I mean, you need that for your own sake too, yep. to be able to persevere. But yep. I mean, one thing that uh, that the pandemic has taught us, and we're we're entering our third you know, year of pandemic, is adaptability, right? You just have to adapt to what the- uh, you know, if it's uh, okay, everybody's masking again, or like in Sweden where um, we have restrictions on how many people can go to concerts again, you know, mm-hmm. um, so we just adapt to that. And as we have said, you know, in this podcast before, the pandemic is basically a dress rehearsal for uh, coming crises, climate crisis being the most obvious, right? Mm-hmm. The climate crisis is going to hit in a different way. It's not going to hit everybody at the same time, but it's going to, it's going to bring crises to different, it is already bringing crises to different hotspots around the world. And adaptability is going to be what the, you know, what Zion, Maxime, Mm -hmm. uh, Grace, uh, Mm -hmm. Young Francis are going to grow up in uh, having to adapt to different, um, to changing circumstances. Yeah. I mean, whereas I think both you and I growing up like in the 80s in Sweden, Mm -hmm. things were very steady and even. It was that uh, Cold War kind of uh, Mm -hmm. dichotomy of good and bad, U.S., Russia. Mm -hmm. Things were, at least in our part of the world, world, we were very privileged to grow up in uh, a place where we could take peace for granted. We could take health care, education. There's like a very steady, we could like, dream like 10 years down the line, five years down the line, see ourselves. Now that span is like shorter and shorter, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, of course, we're humans. We're always going to dream five, 10 years ahead. We're always going to look at the horizon. But at the same time, you know that the landscape shifts so uh, uh, quickly these days. Just Mm -hmm. look at Omicron. I mean, we found out about it. What? We're five, six weeks into hearing this word for the first time, and now it's totally dominating mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the landscape of what we do. You know, whether you're serving food to people or, or you're playing music for an audience, uh, all that has changed because of this, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
And I will say I'd like to share, Marcus, with you and the listeners the fact that uh, it's uncanny, really, but last. So Christmas 2020, I caught uh, COVID the first time. Yeah. Uh, and it was a pretty long bout. Uh, I tested positive on December 26th and uh, uh, I was positive up until about January 8th. And then I felt kind of time. residual. Yeah, I felt residual wow. effects like loss of uh, smell, taste, uh, fatigue, body ache up until about March, April, uh, until I was really back on track. And believe it or not, I tested positive again uh, December 24th. 2021. Uh, This time it was much shorter. I tested negative uh, December 29th. So it's just a five day. I didn't lose smell. I didn't lose taste. Uh, uh, I had some body aches initially, but they they disappeared really quick. I don't feel uh, any residual fatigue or anything like that. It just, it passed much more like a cold. And mind you, so I've already had the, the, the virus once. This was my second time and I've had three shots. So it's very, very real. And yeah. I'm talking to people, I, it feels like every other day now that, have, that are catching it that, that second time. But I think that is, you're an example of what it's going to look like, right? We either all going to have it or have had it. Uh, and obviously, if you're vaccinated, it could be the second time. It could be a lighter version of that, right? And I think in many ways, it will go into a space almost the way you talk about COVID in Africa, you know, it's part of it, but it's so many other things ahead of it. It's like there's malaria, there's so many, there's so many other things. Ebola, dengue fever, HIV, poverty. Yes. So people just go on with their day, you know, and it's so it will, COVID will, will eventually, you know, we're going to learn how to live with it. It's going to be part of what we do. We're going to take our shots or not, right? Whatever, whatever, whatever. And hopefully we take our shots. What's New York like now when with Omicron? Is it, are you, are you noticing like a slow, are, are people yeah. not going out as much? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's basically, I felt like up until I want to say Thanksgiving, people were going out and it was very busy. And then once uh, Omicron, Omicron came, really started happening. Yeah. Right? It slowed down everything again and it's hurt obviously uh, social life, our community and the restaurant world again, really, really hard. And it hit at a time where, you know, Red Roost, I had to close for a week and it hits in December when this is our busiest month. But I mean, in the, in the, in the macro, that's nothing, right? It's all about safety. But in, when it does happen, you, 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 you know, it hurts you. And, 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 hmm. you know, but you have to adapt instantly. It's like adapt or perish. Absolutely. Are you, is there, are you noticing a difference between what's going on in Miami and what's going on in New York? Is it worse in New York because of the cold weather? or It's just the way New York deals with it. Obviously, it's colder climate. We deals with it in a very, very different. In, in, in Florida, has just decided to deal with it in a very different way, right? You know, according to the governor, there's no COVID in, in Florida, basically, right? Complete denial <laughs> of the reality, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think one thing I want to say in Miami is we do our restaurant operates outside the majority, right? We have a huge patio. We have a outside of the restaurant that we use a lot. So we can, we have the luxury to operate very differently, but still when staff are, are getting COVID, uh, you know, we just have to change how we operate. We, we, people are not coming to work. Uh, the menu is smaller. So on the, on the, on the macro on, on life, on what we do, it's obviously five years from now, 
we all gone through it. We can look back at this. So six months from now, we can over a year, we can look back at this, right? But when it does happen, it changes everything, right? So it's just about, we have to hang in there. And when I walk to work here in Harlem, I'm very, very worried about my community. I look at the storefronts and the majority of the storefronts here are black and brown owned and they're family businesses. Majority of them are closed. And I worry, are they going to open back up? What if they don't open back up? What's going to happen? Because I don't know, I don't think there's going to come any more government support, right? So this is people here now are left on their own. And this is a very, very tough time in the middle of winter. So I am worried and it impacts, you know, black and brown communities very, very differently because we were already, the, the wealth gap is already so, so big and so different, right? So it it's, yeah, and it, this kind of was a false start. We thought we were over it. We thought we could like, okay, let's go. Everybody's back. And then boom, it pulled you right back like that. So talk to me about what what's the vibe in Sweden like? Similar in the sense that uh, people really, especially in the entertainment industry, like yep. concerts got started again September 29th. So we obviously opened up for uh, uh, doing, uh, you know, full capacity venues. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not August 29th, September 29th. So it's quite recently. Mm -hmm. And I think the entertainment industry and the music industry really breathed a sigh of relief, started making plans, planning tours. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of coordination and thinking and planning that goes into that. You start selling tickets. And a lot of people started redeeming tickets that, that they, they held from 2020 and canceled events that were, that were finally then happening this fall. And then... You know, we start hearing about Omicron and people are like, oh, Lord, what is this going to mean? And I think we're back to my whole January. All events have been canceled. I'm not yeah. uh, of all the uh, public appearances and shows mm -hmm. I was going to do in January. I don't think any of them are still uh, set to go ahead, you yeah. know, and I just assume I'm not even going to make any plans for February because yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I think... Sweden is going to move out of this maybe April, May, mm -hmm. and then hopefully summer we'll be, uh, we'll be able to do the concerts again. But basically, everybody's catching it, you know? Mm -hmm. Everybody's catching it. Over Christmas, I got it. My sister caught it. My uh, sister's husband caught it. My uh, uh, six, uh, seven-year-old uh, nephew caught it. My 12-year-old uh, niece caught it. My dad, who's 81, he has COVID right now. He oh, has wow. COVID right now. Thank God he's, he's, he's doing all right. He has a bit of a cough. It, you know, he's doing okay so far. Uh, actually, right after we uh, mm -hmm. wrap up our recording, I'm going to call him back up Good. see how he's doing. Uh, really wish I could have him here in Brazil because he, oh. you know, he would love this. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Would, he would love this, man. I, I think that you know, when the time comes, when it's time to retire and, and you know, pull back, this is really a place where I could see myself. Mm. I have yeah. a couple of places where I could see myself. This is definitely one of them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, living a life very stress-free. I haven't worn socks for a week. Uh, you, know, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? I just, I'm, I'm not yes. worried. I'm eating fresh it. fruit. I'm constantly eating fresh fruit, fresh air. Mm -hmm. uh, everything is fresh. Like, you know how like, when you eat chicken in, in, uh, in Sweden or in New York or wherever, uh, and when you eat uh, chicken, like when you eat chicken in West Africa, for example, it's, it's tough. It's tough and it's fibrous because the chicken is fresh. Um, yeah. And that's what the chicken tastes like here. It's a much tougher uh, meat than, than when you're buying it, you know, uh, out of a supermarket in, in uh, the Northwestern Hemisphere. 
Uh, well, you got, and you I got like good that, teeth. You, know? you got good teeth, so don't worry about it. Yeah, no, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> you, I, 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 you know, this is this is life for real. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. being yeah. close to where it all comes from. You know, so I know that the chicken I had yesterday uh, was probably slaughtered. Uh, you know, yesterday or yeah. the day before. Nothing, yeah. nothing else. The coconut came off the tree at around the same time. You know, yeah. I obviously had it with coconut and lime. You know, uh, beautiful. I have, I have two stories to that. Uh, my Swedish grandmother, she actually taught me how to kill a chicken, right? Really? Because she came from really? old school Helga, yeah. All right. And, that and is old school because in Sweden, was, that's like yeah, lost knowledge. Old school. Yeah. And it was, my mom was always upset with her for that because my mom always said, my kids, you don't have to teach them how to do that. They don't have to do that. that why are you teaching them that? Because she did it old school style. I mean, she killed the bird. And then she actually blew, you blow air down neck. Yeah, because she... No, down to the neck because you want to separate the skin from the meat when you pull it, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So this yeah, is yeah, super yeah. old school. And then you blanch or burn the, the bird um, for, so that all the feathers are gone. Yeah. And that, so this is something that my grandmother taught me. And I just remember being like six, seven or eight, it's about science age. And it was always this argument. But one day when I was in France in this three-star Michelin restaurant, I knew when the birds came in whole and uh, uh, just got slaughtered, I knew how to fend them. Exactly. How to how to, yeah, 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 yeah. And I yep. was like, thank you, Grandma. Thank you, Helga. <laughs> thank you, Helga. Uh, you know, so that's one. And the second thing I just wanted to say, one of the my heroes just passed away that I actually have the, that I had the privilege to both work with, but also meet uh, Mr. Desmond Tutu. Yeah, he just yeah. passed away. Now and I know. Rest I, in peace, Archbishop Tutu. Yes, when I came up in the eighties, that was like basically Mandela was in jail. So the person that sort of represented to the world South Africa was uh, Mr. Desmond Tutu, right? And he was the spokesperson. I just remember his incredible, his character. And when I wrote uh, the solo new casino, I just said, "There's only one person I want to write the foreword. It's Desmond Tutu." So I wrote to him and they said, well, you have to come to South Africa. Well, it's perfect. I'm going to South Africa to study the food anyway. So I went to South Africa. I met him. And here's the thing. In Soweto, in one block, there's two Nobel Peace Prize winners, right? It's Desmond Tutu's house. It's right across the street from Nelson Mandela's house. There you go, man. And there the you humility, go. think about it. These are the two probably the two most famous, top 10 most famous people in the world at the time, right? They basically live in very similar to Swedish homes, maybe like the homes that I grew up in, kind of like it's a villa, it's a house, but it's a two to three bedroom house, right? Very Nothing modest, extravagant. Nothing yeah. extravagant. In the middle of Soweto. So first of all, Soweto has a lot of middle class, which we, which not, which you know, but was not projected out to the world, right? And here I was on the same street in both in Nelson Mandela's house and at Desmond Tutu's house. And then Mr. Tutu said, well, I meet you in, in, because uh, he talked about, I had so many people that he met with and I was just lined up. He said, well, I'll, this is better, Marcus. I'm going to be in New York. It's going to be less people. I'll do it for you in New York. And I was like, damn, I flew all the way to South Africa. I did my cooking. But he's like, and then a month later, I was like, I'm coming to New York. Let's meet. 
And uh, we met at, uh, at, uh, at Aquavit at the time. And he saw that I was nervous, you know, and this is like a person who's met everybody. He saw that I was nervous. He's like, hey, he's met global leaders. Everybody, you know, right? Uh, he's like, I've been to Stockholm. But this is and, grandfather as yeah. well. You know, and then so he's, he's like, says, he just owned the conversation. He's like, take a shot of Aquavit. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> we took a shot yeah. of Aquavit. And then the conversation <laughs> got going. And about yeah, three yeah. months later, he uh, sent me the foreword to the song wow. scene. And uh, I, it's one of the proud, proudest moments in my life. I was very fortunate, won big awards with the book and, and, and the book. That's a beautiful story about, about Desmond mm. Tutu, Marcus. And it also shows on your perspective and connecting mm. different worlds and different points and converging them into the bigger story that you want to tell through yes, food yes. and through cooking, you know? But also, like, I feel like whoever you are, go for it, right? It's not like I mm. knew Mr. Dexter Tutu at that time. I would just, like, he was Mr. Africa for me. He was Mr. Peace for me. And I always thought about how he talked about the reconciliation with R Rwanda and forgiveness. So for me, it was like, it's just one. If we don't get him as a forward, I, did, I was actually interested in having an, another person talk about the forward. I was like, we go without the forward then, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, I just think mm -hmm. in general, whoever you are when you do a project, you know, dream big, go for that person and shoot for it because it's really, uh, it's possible. You know what I mean? Whoever you, whatever that is. And I, I always love, for example, when I get um, an IG or text or email from uh, a young chef coming up and they're telling me about their project. And I was like, you know what? We should always support that, whatever, whatever we can do to support it, because it is important. It's important to dream big. There you go, Marcus. So before we totally close the books on 21, Yes. You know, and, and uh, wholeheartedly step into this 22. What is there something you're bringing experience perspective that you're bringing from 21 into 22? I think so. Resilience. You have to a lot of resilience to stop and start. And I think also what it taught us is just when we thought we were done. Right. Nature decides. Right. So it yeah, pulled us back. It's bigger than us. And it's, it's bigger again, than hip hop. It's bigger than hip hop, <laughs> but it's also how we're connected, right? This started at this point, it started in South Africa and it came to us and it came quickly. And I just feel like the world we're connected. So the quicker we can heal and get sort of vaccines to Africa as well. And, and, and the rest of the world, not just the rich countries in the world. It's not like the rich country can only get it and then everybody's good. No, we're all connected in one world and we have to work together. Uh, I would say resilience and I would say keep that positive light turned uh, up, you know, because you're going to need it because uh, it's, it, it's rough out there otherwise, especially these sort of darker months where it's cold in, in a, a large part of the world. Marcus, with those words, uh... We're closing the books on 21. Uh, I look forward to this 22. Yes. We're going to do some great things together. Yes. There'll be big news coming up. This moment is going to evolve. Yes. Uh, and we're going to keep reaching high and dream big. And uh, Grace is coming. Francis is coming. And yeah. Yes. So I just have it's, one It's already thing. looking like a beautiful year. Yes. Tell me. So for the 100th episode, would probably be around March when we do it. We should do something for the 100th episode. Maybe we do a live segment in Stockholm or a live segment in New York. But we just, let's start thinking about what should we be doing for the 100th episode. We also would love to ask you, the listener, if there's a special guest that you feel like we should bring in to the 100th episode of this moment. Guest, topic, what do you want to hear us talk more about, less about, you yes. know. Hit us with your feedback. Yes. We need that. All right. Know. 
So, All right, Marcus. So as we say in Brazil, gol, 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 gol. Tudo bom, tudo bom. Exactly. All right, peace, man. Talk to you. All right, Marcus. Peace, peace out. out. <laughs> Email us at thismomentpodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram at This Moment Podcast. Send us a message with a suggestion. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.